Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am your host, Joe Niehoff. Tonight, I am drinking a new whiskey, something I've never had before. Found it at uh, the the Total Wine Store. It's called Amador. Um, it is a Kentucky bourbon whiskey, finished in Chardonnay barrels. Um, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it. It's the the mash bill: sixty five percent corn, twenty percent wheat, fifteen barley, forty three percent alcohol by volume, so eighty six proof. This is a small batch uh, bourbon. Um, yeah, I'm going to take my first sip right now and give you guys a little little flavor from me. Yeah, very good. Um, so not as sharp as the one that we had last week where it's that spice doesn't quite hit you the way that it did before. I think the, the, the Chardonnay barrels um, are actually very – it makes it very smooth. Uh, I'm pretty sure my wife would probably like this one. Um, very smooth – Sweetness to it. I, I like it. So I'm a fan. Um, John, what do you got tonight? I've got uh, Kolkagen. It's a single malt American whiskey. Uh, cask strength. I got this is one of my tasters from Flavier. 59% ABV. It's very woody. It's got, I can taste a little bit of the caramel and then a little kind of citrus apple after okay like it bob what you drinking uh tonight i kind of i went with that same kind of theme in the woodiness and i got a pine line brew uh from portage brewing up in walker minnesota which is up near leech lake for those of you that know the area it's up north uh and in that uh woody um northern minnesota region that's we're so well known for up here. Um, it's a little bit piney. There's some bitterness to it. Um, just a nice, solid American IPA. Very good. Very good. Another IPA for Bobby. Nobody is surprised. Absolutely nobody. I am surprised it's not like based off of some new found ice cream. You know what I mean, like like a butterscotch IPA or some crazy stuff like that. Well, uh, that so that brewery up there right now, treats. Joe. Yeah, since that? you brought it up, since you brought it up, this is your fault. Um, since you brought it up, Portage Brewing right now. If you are into something a little bit more desserty, something sweet to end the night on, they actually have two um, seasonal type. Uh, brews right now that go into that kind of category one's called into the night the pastry stout that they actually put oreos into and so it's a really nice heavy cookie stout um yeah yeah it's a pastry stout um, and they also 
have a pumpkin pecan pie for all you fall lovers. The a uh, great thing to grab right now and then save for uh, Thanksgiving potentially or sometime in that like late October uh, time to be able to crack open, maybe share with your neighbors or something like that. It's a double stout that has toasted pecans and some pumpkin spice. And so again, it's basically you are drinking some pumpkin pecan pumpkin pie. Um, So there are options out there from this brewery that fall under that category, Joe. All right. So I know, I know we have all of us in this room watched Billy Madison at some point in time in our life. Mm-hmm. You know of that, course. that thing that he's like, he's doing his speech about house. It's the last thing that he has to do to like prove that he's like good enough to graduate from high school. And oh, then the, they're the doing the, the we're all now dumber for having listened to you. That's kind of how I feel. Do you feel that way? Like, I don't know if I feel dumber, but this was complete. It's it's football on the rocks about with it. We you know what we're not going to get. You into. brought it up, Joe. I just, Joe, I just you got exactly you. what you asked for. Yeah, really, I, I, if I you didn't know, bring it up, I wasn't going to say anything about it. But... Mm. Speaking of getting, and what you, you know asked what? For, That's um, a great. John had a theme. special treat from a friend of mine that called me this. Uh, uh, this this is actually like yesterday. Uh, this sixty-two-year-old man and woman um, beat the 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 poop out of you, John. I don't even think it was close. I don't know the exact score, um, but they wanted to make sure they called and talked a little trash about you. And uh, and actually, they mentioned something about your bald head at one point. Something about their their buzzards pecking in a bald head. I, I don't really. I don't know. I mean, the bald head is a choice. You, the beard, you have nothing you can do about it. Oh, well, you know, sometimes oh, I'm losing tonight. I'm, I'm you are, Joe. And the, you know what? That tagamador that's actually a whiskey on the rocks. That that tagline that you said earlier, Joe, of like we are all now dumber for having listened to it. That should be like the tagline for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> listen to our podcast you'll become dumber just by listening yeah probably <laughs> yeah, we, we gave some good advice and some terrible advice last week let's just put it that way some of us gave really terrible advice yeah uh, well it's okay it happens <laughs> all right uh so let's get into this week um so what is this week about uh we are uh moving forward this is our ranking podcast so here us on thursday nights we are sitting here lovingly watching the Thursday night football game. So uh, we'll make some comments on the game for the most part. Uh, this won't be involved in too much of our overall conversation because it's already happening. But for those who have guys going up, obviously on Sunday, this should be some good information for you. So we're going to go game by game, highlight a few players that we feel like is really somebody to focus on, maybe some statistics, maybe about the defenses uh, and you know where they're playing, et cetera, just to give you some good insight as you're really picking out your players for the week and building your team the way you want to. Um, so we're going to start right out the gates. Uh, John, we're going to go to uh, the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. Uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, I think this is probably the most fantasy-relevant game of the week. It has the lowest over-under of 43. The only Jets player would really consider starting is Corey Davis. Like okay. he, he was a star for the Jets last week. He's the only one who I would even consider. I'd stay away from all the running backs. Um, none of the running backs really performed 
for New England, I think the only one person I'm really comfortable starting is Damian Harris. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the pass catchers, you know, and Harris, I see him as kind of borderline premium, probably um, kind of in that call category. Really? And then I think the kind of the pass catchers, you know, Myers, Aguilar, um, and John New, I put them all kind of flex options. Okay. Like if you don't have a better option, um, they're, they're no one I would consider above a flex. Interesting. Yeah, I have a little bit different take on that, just myself personally. I have um, – I actually have Harris all the way in my top shelf bracket. I have him as the 12th-ranked running back this week. Uh, and for me, I mean, if I think – if you think about it, you know, for me, what did he have, 23 carries last week for 100 yards? He didn't score a touchdown. Um, and I think you give him a touchdown, and he's right there in the top 12 running backs for the week. Heavily involved, definitely a part of the offense. Um and, and somebody that I feel like could have a good week. I mean, it, we're, we're not, I'm not saying that the Jets defense is as bad as the sorry Jets have been in the past. They're not, uh, they're not maybe the sorry Falcons, because that might be who has to be the sorry team coming into this year, uh, as we watched them last week. Um, so they're not as bad as they've been in the past, but I, I still see the Patriots win that game, and I think he'll get somewhere around the same amount of carries, 23-some-odd carries, and – he squeaks in a touchdown there. I think he becomes a pretty good play. Yeah, I just don't think he has the – for PPR score, I don't think he has the upside of catches to put him into that top shelf. That's why I think he's – I mean, he had three targets last week. Yeah. So, I think he's well, – He's also got James White in his backfield. So, yeah, so I think that, that really sure. limits his you know, PPR upside, which is why mm-hmm. I wouldn't put him in the top shelf. But, you know. You made some bold calls last week, so let's see how this one turns Yeah, out. I don't know that that one's – I mean, it is maybe a little bold, but looking at who I could have put in at number 12 over him, I don't think it's that bold this week. I think your statement of saying he's maybe a premium, more likely a call, I think that's a little bit more bold in my Yeah, I, see, I'm, I'm in the same area. I, I have him solidly in the lower area of my premium bracket. Um. But so I, I think he's for sure in a twelve-team league. Uh, you, you start him, kind of a guy. Uh, but I don't think he's like he's not top twelve. Yeah, well, that's where I got him, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Uh, any other comments on this game, Bobby? Before we go to the next, um, any interest at all in starting any pass catchers for? Really, either team outside of Davis, Corey Davis. Mm, I mean, mate, I'd say the guy probably most is maybe John New at tight end. And then, I mean, if well, a I, lot I of could, it is kind of a wait and see, like once they show you that they are relevant, that's when you'll start them, kind of thing. Yeah. Even I'm, in the flex spots. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sold that they're going to have kind of consistent week to week production. So I think I'd rather just kind of wait, see how they settle in, and then see who Mac Jones likes the most. I mean, I'm with you on that one. I yeah. I think uh, as a new rookie quarterback, you're going to have a lot of uh, variance coming from the wide receiver position for a while. Um, you know, just because he doesn't have any familiarity necessarily with one player right out the gate. Uh, so that's something just to think about. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, a big yeah and I agree. I agree fully. The only guy outside of Damian Harris 
and uh, and Corey Davis that I ranked even in the top forty at the at those two positions um, was James White. I don't think any pass catchers are really all too relevant. You know, Johnny Smith or Hunter Henry, one of them might do something, but until you actually see it, it's going to be really hard to trust either one of them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, they scored 16 and 14 points last week, so I don't think there's going to be a ton of touchdowns to go around. Well, and it's the lowest over-under for the week, too, if you're thinking just uh, overall over-under. I think, it, you know, speaking of over-unders and getting into a little gambling of this thing, I think uh, if it's me, I'd take the under New England minus six. Well, yeah, I think I take New England minus six. I think it's a tough call, so don't don't call me on that one. But um, definitely the under, I think, in that game. Uh, now going into the next one, we got uh, Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Broncos in Jacksonville. Another low scoring over under at forty five points. Um, the line is uh, six points to Denver, so uh, or minus six Denver, so they're favored by six. Um, in this game, you know, I don't think it's all that different than the last one we talked about. I know we're getting these kind of out of the way early here. Um, but uh, as far as just players, one thing I want to uh, make a couple notes to first, Denver took on uh, last week, took on, um, oh my gosh, Jack, uh, who they play? Um, watching them right now. Washington, no, Giants. They played the last week. And she that week, and I, I kind of predicted that. Um, so I, I think it was a little bit more about Denver's defense being good than it was about the Giants rushing game being bad. Um, so I have a little, you know, for me, I think uh, that that kind of uh, that kind of for me, the Jaguar running backs, more specifically, uh, James Robinson kind of goes down the list a little bit for me when I had somebody like Damian Harris going up the list for me because I think he's got a better matchup. So matchup based stuff that's kind of where i'm looking uh, but if i'm looking at this game in particular i do like the denver running backs i think i like javante williams a little bit better this week um i know he was uh we had a big run by melvin gordon last week that ultimately gave him uh, i think what 11 carries 100 some odd yards and a touchdown uh, but 70 of those yards came off of one play um so for me i'm i'm a bit i'm a bigger fan of javante williams um, I do think this would be a good week for, for him to be placed more of in a, in a flex position. Um, so he is in my call, but I, I do think he wouldn't be a bad flex or a guy to take kind of a run on. Uh, if you're looking for something then he, and you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, do I start him? Or do I go with, say, like, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, Jacoby Myers, the guy we just talked about. I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and go with um, Javante Williams this week in a flex spot. Yeah, and William. Had the exact same snap count, so I think yeah. it's going to be an even share going yeah. forward. Yeah, until yeah. and Gordon, Gordon was just lucky enough to to be on the field when he got the touchdown. And you're not going to get a 70 yard touchdown every week. No, you're not, and that's kind of part of the reason why. Again, I'm I'm favoring a little bit more Javante Williams there. Uh, as far as uh, Denver as well goes, you know, I think this week could be a good week. Cortland Sutton in particular, I think we're, you're going to hear a lot about on any podcast you listen to. Um, we're looking at guys that could have a, a good breakout with uh, Jerry Judy going down. Um, that gives you know Sutton certainly more looks. But one guy that I had, we haven't really talked a lot about. He had a pretty qui- a quietly good game last week. Uh, Noah Fant, the tight end. I actually moved him into my top shelf tight ends for the week. Um, 
and uh, you know uh, that he's he's ranked number five on my list. Um, yeah, I I actually have him in my top shelf as well. He's the he's the bottom of that top shelf, right under Pitts, but he definitely warrants being in that realm of, of for sure. He's for sure a starter in every single league and uh, someone that I can see really having a solid performance this week while um, Teddy Bridgewater and and the rest of that team uh, figure out who they're going to be without that number two wide receiver. Yeah. And I have Teddy and uh, Trevor both on my call list for quarterbacks. It just basically means that, you know, they're not, they're definitely not somebody I'm looking to get excited about starting. If I, if they're, if they are who I'm relying on, uh, to be my starting quarterback this week, I'm nervous, but uh, but I think they weren't some guys. You know, I'm not starting Taylor Haneke. He's had a decent game tonight, but I'm not starting him. I'm not starting uh, Jones, who's you know here with the Jets tonight. Is yeah, the Giants, Joe. Mind Trevor. I don't mind Teddy. Um, I think those guys are, are decent plays over some of those flex running backs that you're just not quite sure about. Um, but that gives you an idea. I think I lean uh, Trevor Lawrence just because I think they'll be behind and have to throw the ball. Uh, but I don't think there's a whole lot more in that game. I have to say anything you guys want to say on that one. I like Tim Patrick as a pickup for the week and kind of a sneaky flex play. I mean, he had more catches and more targets than Sutton and he had, you know, 70% snap. He was on uh, the field for seventy six percent of the play, so I yeah, I definitely like him as a pickup. Yeah, but I, I think he's kind of that sneaky flex who could outperform Sutton. It, like it wouldn't surprise me if he, him and Sutton, kind of had half had the better week yes. going forward. Similar numbers type of deal. Yeah, yeah I get it. All right, next game is uh, Buffalo-Miami. So we're going to start getting into some that are a little bit more uh, fantasy relevant. Bobby, what do you got on Buffalo-Miami? Uh, yeah, so Buffalo-Miami, you're starting Allen, you're starting Diggs, um, Miami. Uh, that's pretty that – Miami, you're maybe starting Waddle as a flex play. Um, he's showed some bursts and some potential. There's a lot that they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get back into some good rhythm um, hopefully and be able to get things going it's going to be interesting to see what the offense looks like with uh, Will Fuller back. Uh, Those of us that know Will Fuller very intimately, you can trust him um, really not at all. Um, He'll either win you a week or he will get injured and do nothing for you. Um, That's pretty, that's pretty much all he does. I'm curious um, if Will Fuller can have a healthy season, what his healthy season really looks like. He's when when he plays, when he plays and he's going to play next week and you're going to start him because you have to, um, you almost have to start him. Well, yeah, because when, week, because so. when he plays, he puts up at least wide receiver, two numbers, if not better on a, you know, typically. Yeah, I mean, last year was his healthy year, but then he got suspended for the last five games, right. so we couldn't see. Yeah, you know, we'll see uh, how he finished it all up. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. Um, Gaskin, I have him um, in my kind of flex area in in that call range uh, at running back. Again, a guy that really you you can't totally trust yet. Um, 
Actually, no, I'm wrong. Actually, I'm in my well. So I, I have them beyond that flex territory. But as someone that you can start them, but you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, he should be better than what they're making him out to be. That's the whole thing about it, which is baffling. He should be better than what he has shown, at least this season. And the fact that they're saying, hey, we're not entirely certain on what we're going to be doing at running back is just baffling to me. That should, well, over the course of the season, that, though. that should, over the course of the season, uh, work itself out that he is the, the targeted player, the, the guy that's getting the majority of the carries in this offense. Well, I don't think we don't know who our running back is. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, they're spreading some wealth there. I mean, but, but in a game where they only ran the ball 23 times, four of those went to, um, or actually six of them went to two of their quarterbacks. Jacoby Brissett actually had two, two uh, rushes as well, which means they had 17 carries. Nine of them went to Gaskin, right? So running backs uh, of the running backs, nine of them went to Gaskin, you know, and it's not like he ran the ball poorly. He had, he averaged 5.4 yards a carry. Right, okay. but he should get more than nine carries. I mean, no, he should. That, that's all. He also had five it's catches the for usage. twenty-seven yards. It, it's the usage isn't to what you want it to be yet. I'm saying someone that I don't trust yet, especially Buffalo. They were able to shut down Pittsburgh's running offense. Now it's not what it used to be. They're figuring out their offensive line, and um, you know they have a rookie. So there, there's all that, but they were able to really shut down the run in a game that was close all game long. And so it wasn't like it was a runaway um, and Pittsburgh, you know, had this gigantic comeback or anything to win that game. That, that wasn't the case there. They were able to stifle that run game. And here's a team that likes to run, knows how to run. I don't know that Miami has that same identity yet. And um, I just see it as more of, it's going to be a little bit more of a closer game again. And I just don't know that Gaskin's going to put up the numbers that we're thinking he's going to put up. And that's why I have him outside. Of, I don't have him as a starter this week. Yeah. I think you're, you know, again, if you look a little bit deeper into that Miami offense, the way they ran it. So, and here's the difference, but I have, I have Gaskin as an RB2 this week. Okay, so I have him as a starting running back this week, depending on what your team looks like um, and where you have him. So he's definitely a flex play for me if you got him. But, I mean, if you think about it, like, like here's a great example. So uh, Miami only ran 50 plays on offense last week. Okay, so that, that's a small amount of, of offensive plays. And he touched the ball 14 times. So I, what's that? What is that? That's 20-something percent. I mean, he's over 20% involved in an offense, like 20, call it 22%. There's 23%, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, so th- that means every, you, every, you know, what, you know, what running back, every, you know, five what, plays, every five plays, this guy is getting the ball in some way, shape or form. I mean, I'm happy yeah. with that. So I think but his usage a, is better than you think. They just didn't have the ball that often last week. Yeah. In a running back that doesn't ever leave the field with Najee Harris, he, didn't really perform all that well last week against the same defense that he's that Gaston's going up against. Um, and that's the guy that touched the ball more than the what 14 times that you're talking about. So I, I just don't see it being something that's going to be a big, big deal. One guy that I do want to talk about though, 
is uh, Cole Beasley. He actually tied Stefan Diggs in, in total targets last week. He actually is fifth in targets in the NFL after one week. Um, and so that's a guy, again, a, a pickup, maybe stash. You might be able to start him right away. Um, we know Buffalo is going to be throwing the ball a lot. He had eight for 60 last week. I mean, imagine throwing a touchdown on top of that. You got 20 points out of the guy. Um, and that's a guy that's otherwise mostly undrafted. Um, so Cole Beasley is an interesting pickup as well as um, Emmanuel Sanders. Now, he didn't do as much in terms of that target area, but he is being utilized more in that deep ball range. Uh, he had eight targets. He went four for 52. Um, and so just a couple of guys to take a look at if they're out on your waivers. Someone, if you have the space, throw them on the end of your bench and kind of just see what happens. Sure. Sure. All right, let's move on. We spend enough time on Buffalo, Miami. Trust me. Uh, San Fran, Philly. John, what do you got there? Yeah, I think this is, you know, has the potential for being one of the higher scoring games of the week with San Francisco having a good defense but giving up 33 points in Detroit. Um, they have a good – San Francisco has a good pass rush. Um, I was looking up their advanced stats, and they have – when they're looking at kind of where the defensive linemen are in relation to a quarterback when he throws the ball, they had three of the top um, um, defensive linemen. So I think they're going to have good pressure, but that could be a really good thing for Hertz because that could just mean he's going to run the ball more. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this is kind of a big, another big week for Hertz. I think he um, can give another kind of top five, top six performance. Yep. Uh, I think the kind of the I'm looking for is Ayuk this week. He was only on the field for 46% of the snaps last week. Yeah. I think most people thought he was going to be the number one wide receiver. He's being drafted as the number one Sam frame wide receiver, but Debo Samuel was on the field for 84%. And that showed he just completely dominated. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even have a target. Well, did anybody else see the comment that uh, Kyle Shanahan made about Ayuk? Somebody asked him about that. Did anybody else see what he said? I didn't see that. So I don't have the exact words of what he said, but it was something along the lines of basically like, oh, no, he wasn't hurt. He just didn't beat out the players who played ahead of him. If he wants to play more, he's got to play better. So, you know, he just didn't play well, I guess, enough in practice and so on and so forth that they just did not put him in the game. Which is a very interesting again because everything else that that you've been hearing and 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 really I think are... um, Niners uh, heard a rumor that they called the Vikings and asked about Cam Dantzler to see if he was available. Joe. Uh, Nobody, have- nobody, Joe, Joey, nobody cares about Cam Dantzler. Well, Bobby, I'm not even, it doesn't matter. All right. So <laughs> the reason uh, Jason Ver- Verrett, I don't know how to say his last name, got hurt last week um, for San Francisco. They are very thin at cornerback. So I, I do think this is a, an opportunity for Hurts to come on. And if he does play well, they could potentially, even with the, the pass rush that the 49ers have, 
they could potentially exploit some uh, opportunities uh, outside against the uh, kind of weakened uh, defensive backs. Yeah. Yeah. Play Devonta Smith. It's another week where I like the kind of Devonta Smith and Rager. They they were kind of clear number one, number two. Also, Goddard kind of showed that he was kind of the top guy over Ertz. If you had any questions about how that was going to work out with Ertz not getting traded, um, he just had he was on the field um, a lot more than Ertz was, and just had overall better, more targets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I if I'm certain Hertz, he's top shelf for me. Devontae Smith and Rager, they're kind of um, kind of knocking at the door of premium. Yeah. I think they if they keep playing the way that they have last week for the next couple of weeks, they can be premium. I don't know that they'll with Hurts kind of running out though they have the top shelf upside, but um, definitely a lot of value from where they were drafted. But I think this could be, you know, over under is fifty. I think this can easily go over fifty. And I think it's yeah. gonna be um, just a lot of a lot of good players on the Eagles for this week. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, obviously, Elijah Mitchell has an opportunity to kind of show what he can and can't do. I think the Phillies' run defense is a lot better than what you know Philadelphia or San Francisco saw last week. So it'll be an interesting week, to say the least, for those guys. And you know how San Fran's been. Like, this could also – part of me could see it going the other way, where it's a lower-scoring game because, you know, San Fran's a, a run-first team, and they're going to be that way. So they want they don't want to be in track meets. You know what I'm saying? Um, so who knows what I'll end up doing. The, the line is San Francisco minus three. Um, and those, again, that like to, to gamble a little bit. I, I think my, my, I favor Philly with three points at home. San Francisco traveling across the country. I think I like them uh, minus three or uh, plus three, I guess. Philly would be plus three in that case. So very good. Next game we have, uh, Bobby, any other comments before we go to the Colts and Rams? Uh, no, uh, no, I was going to point something out, but you can just be wrong later. Oh, boy. I, yet again, I'm always getting attacked. All right, going to the next <laughs> one. The Colts-Rams. Um, this one, uh, you know, the first thing I would say is, first of all, I, I think the Rams are, could be a Super Bowl contender without question, if not a favorite uh, in the NFC. I mean, aren't, what do you mean could be? Aren't they? Well, they are a contender, but I'm saying they could be a favorite. I, um, I think they are. They, so – very well could Before be. we get too much into the game, Hard Knocks is doing an in-season show this year, and they chose the Indianapolis Colts, and they'll be following them week to week throughout the season, and we'll be getting Hard Knocks in-season featuring the Indianapolis Colts all year. When does that start? Uh, I believe it starts next week. Wow. Well, I'm sure they'll have like last week's stuff, so to speak. Ooh, that was almost a good catch. Um, last week's stuff. But anyway, all right. Good info. Nice. Uh, this game, so Colts, Rams, uh, over under 48. I think it's probably about right. Um, I think this will be a decent scoring game. I do think the Rams. Um, but I do like some players in this game. So let's talk a little bit about them. I'm a little bit shy on Colt players this week. Uh, you know, the Rams do have a, a pretty solid defense historically. I think we've kind of seen that as well. Uh, I do still – it's tough for you guys, but it's tough for me to take Jonathan Taylor out of the top shelf. Um, I still think there's enough value there for this. You know, the, it's, it's tough to keep him out of an RB1, in my opinion. 
Um, and last week, uh, Montgomery actually had a fairly good game. I mean, it wasn't a great game by any means, but a fairly good game. What he end up with 100-some yards? Yeah, I think yeah. 108 yards and a touchdown. Um, so I can see Taylor doing um, something similar uh, from a, just a fantasy standpoint. But he's really the only guy in Indianapolis I even consider. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's top shelf because look at what Montgomery did to them. And, you know, the Bears, not that Carson Wentz is that much better, but Andy Dalton at quarterback. So I would think that the Rams would be just trying to stop a run. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty easy play. You don't have to really think too much on that one for him. So the real question comes in, then, where do you where do you value the Rams players? So, I, you know, Stafford, last week he was on the list. This week I move him into the premium. I think he's a starter this week. Last week he was kind of borderline for me. Um, after what we saw last week, I, I mean, he has full control over that offense. I'm very confident in him. I, I'd be very happy if he was a, a, a guy I had to go with and I, I took a streamer on a late-round pick kind of thing with a quarterback like Bobby has talked about. Oh, yeah. I think I talked about I talked about that kind of stuff. Cool. Not not Kirk Cousins, but instead Stafford is your top ten guy. But but you only drafted Dak, so yeah. So what is and I and I'm the one who ended up with Stafford on almost every team. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, so I think Stafford's a good play this week. Um, Again, against a a pretty good Colts defense, so it's you know I wouldn't expect the week you saw last week, um, but definitely still I think a, a very good week from him. Uh, and then wide receivers, I think Cooper Cup jumped ahead of Robert Woods for me. Um, again, from a target standpoint, I, I don't know how far. What was it? Ten what, to four. Ten to four. I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty steep difference. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be a week by week with them. In a, um, yeah, I think the Bears are a little be- a little worse against the slot receivers. So I think Cup just kind of dominated them there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's where I have them. Uh, a little bit of a flyer, a sneaky pick. I think Tyler Higby, tight end, um, he could be a little bit of a sneaky pick this week as well. So I like most Rams this week, even though they're going to, yeah. you know, over to AD to play the game. Um, I do like them. I like most of them. So uh, I would definitely play Indy, uh, a Ram player if you got them um, and wouldn't think too much about it. The only guy I would put on the flex position would be Van Jefferson. I'm not as – you know, he had a good week last week. I'm not that high on him. But you know what? If you got Stafford throwing the football, you can't really complain. I mean, he had one big catch, but it was – Yeah, you're, you're starting all of your Rams wide receivers for sure. Um, one kind of interesting thing is that the Bears gave up three touchdowns to wide receivers, and the Colts also gave up three touchdowns to wide receivers last week. Um, yeah. So, I'm you're, you're – Almost guaranteeing, not necessarily, but you're, they're going up against a similar secondary in a sense that way of what is allowed by each team. Um, so start your wide receivers if you got a Rams wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. So uh, would you would you drop Sony Michelle if you had him? No. Or are you waiting? No. I think I drop him. I'd like it depends who I'm picking up. Don't get me wrong, but but if I have a shot at if last week I had a shot at Elijah Mitchell, if I have a shot yeah. at Tim Patrick, I think he's going to have bring more value to to your team than he than he is. I even think maybe even yeah. Osborne's going to bring more value to your team. Yeah. Uh, and and we'll see. I mean, what do you have? One carry? What, what? How many snaps did he have? Like ten? I, I, 
yeah, he didn't play much, and I think part of that is just learning the offense. But the team gave up a second round pick and then like a six round pick swap. So essentially, they gave up a second round pick for him. He's going to play at some point in the season. When that's going to be is a whole other question. Um, but I, I just maybe if you have the ability and you don't really love any of the other guys that are out there to pick up, um, hold on to him for another week or so. And if, God forbid, something were to happen to uh, Daryl Henderson, you got a really great running back that's going to get the vast majority of carries on a team that is going to score a lot of points. Sure. If nothing, if you are thinking about dropping them, throw some, you know, kind of uh, low guy for a low guy uh, trade offer to the guy that does have Henderson and just say, hey, here he is. You know, give me one of your guys on the end of your bench. And now you have the Rams wide receivers or the Rams running backs. Um if you like somebody that's on that team's bench more than uh, guys that are out in free agency, I wouldn't blame someone for picking him up. Um, but I would also rather have him on my roster, especially if I have um, Henderson than not What's just for that show? potential. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I think we spent way too much time talking about Sonny Michelle right there. Anyway, uh, Vegas, Pittsburgh. Bobby, this is your game. What do you got? Um, so big things coming out. One one of them that was just the one of the most interesting quotes that I saw out there was that John Gruden compared Brian Edwards to Terrell Owens. Um, I guess I don't see it so much. He had a great game, especially towards the end there in that uh, Monday night game. So we did get to see some flashes from Brian Edwards, but he's maybe more of an interesting guy to grab and throw on the end of your bench. Don't really love any of the uh, wide receivers for Vegas right now, but you never know how that thing is going to really shape itself out over the course of the season. Um, Really, with this game, the only guys that you're starting from Vegas is – uh, maybe Drake as a flex and uh, Jacobs. Probably, again, flex area or, or like uh, low end running back to kind of spots. You're with keeping those Waller guys. on the bench? No, well, come on. Waller's a Waller's a. <laughs> well, you said start. the only. You said the only. The, yeah, the only, Bobby. The only. Yeah, I was, I was talking about wide receivers and running backs. Now I'm talking about Waller. <laughs> okay. Well, Waller Waller might be better. Waller might be the tight end one by the end of the season. You never know. Wow. Um, that's, tight, a, that's a bold statement. I got a buddy JC who would love to take you up on that because he traded uh Kelsey basically for him. So that was pretty impressive I mean, in that league. They're, they're gonna be kind of right in there, but he had 19 targets. He was just a ridiculous amount of targets there. Um and the thing is. I don't know that that's going to let up. I don't know that there will be too many games where he has under 10 targets in the game. Yeah, the only other person who intrigues me is Renfro. I think he's just the guy, because the running game I don't think is strong. Then you just have Waller. I think Waller could open some some short passes off and Renfro could just get, you know, 
maybe he could get to 100 catches this year. I could see that happening. Yeah, I mean, he he, and target wise, he should uh, produce pretty well there. He had nine targets in in the first game, and so if that kind of uh, target uh, production continues, yeah, we're looking at well over 150 targets, um, which could translate pretty well for him. On the other side of the ball, I think Najee Harris should have a good week. Yeah, I think um, you start. Yeah. One for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and you know, yeah, I think yeah, other than, Johnson other comes than up. Big ben. You know, I, you know what, Juju. Ben? Ben is a guy Juju's that I. Ben is a guy that I have. I believe I have him in my call for wide receivers, or I'm sorry, call for quarterbacks. I need to pour another drink. Um, for for quarterbacks, he plays well at home. It's Big Ben at home, and he just for whatever reason plays really good when he has the ability to sleep in his own bed. I don't know what it is about playing in Pittsburgh uh, that, that he does so much better. But I, I, like Joe said, I see a big, good game. Uh, could have some sneaky potential to have some high score towards the end of the game. I see this, you know, both teams scoring three, four touchdowns. Um and and it could you know get a little out of hand that way. Pittsburgh's defense is obviously uh, a little bit better than what Vegas. Um, well, not not too much more than what they saw last week, actually. Um, but I could see this being kind of a higher scoring game in a sneaky fashion. And uh, ultimately, Pittsburgh, I think, will win out in this game. Um, but I think start if you have a if you have a Steeler that isn't a tight end, um, start him. Yeah, and I actually think this is a this is either a Vegas game saying we have arrived, and really maybe more of a Derek Carr saying I am actually a good quarterback, or it is Pittsburgh basically just putting their thumb down and saying, "Nope, I'm sorry, but we are." The superior team. So it's a Pittsburgh. Yeah, we'll see what it is. We'll see what it is. All right, next, uh, Cincinnati, Chicago, John comments. Yeah, I mean, should be another, I would think, lower scoring game. Maybe Cincinnati can, you know, put up points like the Rams did against the Bears defense. Um, but I think, you know, for the Bears, you're starting Mark Montgomery. I think he's top shelf. Yeah. I think that's easy. I think for, um, Cincinnati, I think Burrow could be a really good option um, to kind of maybe he could sneak into the premium as 12. I think for um, if you look kind of going back to what Cooper Cup did against the Bears, um, for someone who kind of disappeared last week for Cincinnati was Boyd, who didn't have any catches, but if he can kind of take a similar route that Cooper cup did, then maybe he can kind of get those um, kind of high volume passes and have a good week. But I think from what we saw last week, you know, Jamar Chase on the plays, he's the clear number one guy. And, you know, watching that game, Burrow was just staring him down. So yeah, I I would be fine starting all three Cincinnati wide receivers and Mixon. And then I could, I could see putting Burrow into for over a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, and I'm, I think I'm I not think, so sold on Boyd personally. Well, we'll see. And yeah, I'm with I think you. you. 
I boy, you definitely want to see more, but I think it's just if you look at what Cooper Cup did to the Bears and assuming that they're just going to be bad against the plot every year or every week, then this would be a good week for Boyd. One based on the matchup. If we're talking DraftKings, right, you're always looking for matchups, and it could be a pattern that we might see if Chicago plays poorly. If Boyd has a good week, then whoever Chicago plays the next week, their slot cornerback is the guy – or slot wide receiver is the guy you want to target. I mean, it becomes something like that over time. Um, but I, I think, honestly, from Cincinnati, we see a lot of what we saw last week against the Vikings. Uh, 24 to 27 points, somewhere in that range, maybe 30 points. Um, we'll see if they do – you know, if they play well against – on the road, I think, now against Chicago or not. But um, but we'll see. It's kind of you – know, we'll kind of see how it goes from here. Uh, I, I always um, like – in Cleveland. I always like Darnell Mooney. Always, every week. I don't know why. Bobby, there you go. There that's we it. go. One statement, yeah. and next that's game. it. All right, cool. This is the next game. I, I, you know, we we talked last week. Sneaky value, and they just laid an egg. Um, I think Cleveland showed last week that they are a very good team. I mean, and, Jacksonville players, there are a few Jacksonville players who put up good value, but sure. Sure. Well, yes. And even, I guess, in some of your uh, Lawrence, but but we thought the game was going to be, a you know, a little bit of a um, – and it wasn't. I think this week, I don't know that it's much of a debate. I think if you got a Cleveland player like we just talked about, you're starting him. Maybe the only guy that you may not start is Hunt. He's more of a flex, but Jarvis Landry, the starter um, – uh, I even have uh, Baker Mayfield, actually. I have him in the top 12 quarterbacks this week. He, I have him at number 12. Barely, don't get me wrong. But you got to think about who I have him at QB for me. He's over Kirk Cousins. He's over Trevor Lawrence. Burrow, that would be the only one I think you could put in there maybe instead of him. Um, Jared Goff, uh, you know, Sam Darnold. These are guys that we, you're not really expecting a ton out of them. Um, so that's where I have those guys for this week. But, but yeah, I think pretty much anybody on Cleveland you're starting the, and then the only guy I'm starting on uh, Houston is uh, Brandon Cooks. I think he's going to have a value every week in a PPR. And I think for Hunt, most people drafted him as a starter. And this is kind of the game I see as the big value games for him, mm-hmm. where you expect them to be up a lot. And then I could see this where they give kind of Chubb more rest in the second half and really rely on Hunt. And this can be, you know, one of the games where Hunt outperforms Chubb. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. So I think, I'm, like, if you drafted Hunt, you're – like, a lot of people who draft Hunt draft him kind of in the zero running back range. Yeah. Like, you're I, – I don't see a lot of people drafting Hunt as kind of like their fourth running back. Right. Maybe I'll start, maybe I won't. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't leave – if I had Hunt, I wouldn't leave him on the bench this week. Yeah, correct. Um I don't really like Jarvis Landry so much this week. I'm not big on Jarvis Landry. Um, just oh, over why the not? course Beck, of the season. Isn't Beckham out again? Yeah, he's not he playing. is out again. Yep. And you still don't like him? I still don't like him. I just there's a I have a feeling I don't like it. I don't like what he, I just Bobby loves Daryl Mooney. Hates Jarvis, like Landry. Jarvis All right, Landry. So so I got a bet for you then, Bobby. I'll take the bet this week. And hopefully win this one. But what do you want? What what? How badly do you not like Jarvis Landry? 
Let me let me look at where I where I got them ranked at here. Let's see, Jarvis Landry. I have him as a top twenty-four wide receiver. Jarvis Landry, I have as a non I don't even have him on my list. I have Odell ranked, but that was before hearing that he wasn't playing. So I guess I would put him there. Um so I mean there's a lot of guys that I like more than Jarvis Landry. All right, so I got him top twenty four. You got him twenty five and lower. Okay. All right, I say Jarvis Landry is not a top 24 wide receiver this week. All right, there's this your poll. This bold is why Bobby's going to win the bets. Why? Because you do stupid <laughs> bets. Stupid why is that bet? a stupid It's bet? a stupid bet. Because you're dumb. I like the bet. It's not going to be top 24. That's a that's ridiculous. All right, for the next game, I'm upset now. Uh, <laughs> I was all excited, think it was a good bet. Anyway, all right, uh, Carolina, New Orleans. Bobby, this is your game. Uh, Karen, sorry. I'm just laughing at that bet that I just got, uh, that I just won. Um, all right. New Orleans, one guy that popped more. Well, obviously, we got Jameis Winston back doing Jameis Winston things, putting up what do you get, like three, four touchdowns? I don't even remember. Five touchdowns? Jameis, Jameis doing Jameis things is throwing as many touchdowns as interceptions. Well, this, that'll like- catch itself up. This is no, I don't think it will with uh, Peyton at the helm in New Orleans. He won't let it happen. Yeah. Um, but what emerged from that, and a guy that I mentioned when we talked about tight ends, was Juwan Johnson. Right at the very end of that podcast. Can I stop, Bobby? Here? I said, Juwan Johnson, got to gotta no, take a look up. at, see what's going on. And... He popped off, score what two touchdowns. He's a guy that you could potentially. I'm, I'm, depending on what your tight end situation looks like, you could find yourself starting him at tight end this week. I'm pretty sure he's not even listed as a tight end on ESPN. I'm pretty sure he's listed as a wide receiver. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's listed as a wide receiver uh, everywhere. But whatever he's a tight end. I think the fact that you had to bring up Jawan Johnson when we're talking about New Orleans, Carolina, means that we probably don't need to talk about New Orleans, Carolina. I, I mean, that's not a guy that I would be excited to talk about at all. Uh, but that's just I'm, me. I was very excited to talk about him. What are you talking about? Anyway, uh, so who else do you have in that game that you want to discuss? So, I mean, you're starting Kamara. You're starting uh, CMC. Uh, you're, you're probably starting DJ Moore. Um, a question mark goes into whether or not you're going to start any other pass catchers for Carolina. Um, really, I only see those two guys as the ones that you will start this week specifically in DJ Moore and, and CMC. Um, there's not really all too much more to talk about with this game. Unfortunately, you got Kamara as a first year start. Everyone else that's a um, that's going to be catching the ball. You, you don't really know where it's going to go so much, but um, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, Jawan Johnson's listed as a tight end. I'm right. Oh, look at that. Me being right again. Mm-hmm. Um, Early in the week, he was listed as a wide receiver in the ones that uh, I had watched him in. So yeah, could have changed. Could have changed. Yeah. 
All right. So, Jawan um, Johnson, potential tight end guy that you can throw in there if you're looking at streaming tight ends and someone that could hopefully sustain that value for you because he is currently the number five tight end um, on the season after one game, but still. Fair enough. All right, going to the next game, uh, Minnesota versus the Arizona Cardinals. John, this is your game. What do you got? Juwan Johnson is listed under tight end on as a wide receiver. So you can't even play him as a tight end. Uh, That's at least on DraftKings. Bobby said he found him on ESPN, I assume, as a wide receiver. And and he's on sleeper as a wide receiver slash tight end. Okay. We can go. play him Minnesota, Arizona. What do we got, John? Yeah, over under is fifty point five. And I mean, if you watch Minnesota's defense and how they the wide receiver for Cincinnati, I think Arizona could score over fifty point five. By themselves. <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> well, that's I mean, scary as a Viking fan. I think you're you're taking this all the stars in this game. You're, you know, Kyler's probably number one quarterback this week. Hopkins might be, you know, after what Tyreek did, he's probably wide receiver for the rest of the year. Yeah. And then right behind him is Hopkins. Um, I think what's what's interesting to look at for kind of the next wide receiver in Arizona is, you know, Kirk had the big game and uh, Rondale Moore had some production. But if you look at the snap count, A.J. Green was on for 8% of the plays. Kirk was on for 57 and Moore was only on for 29%. Interesting. Which surprised me. I was figured maybe A.J. Green was only on for 30%. Yeah. So I think A.J. Green could be another kind of sneaky play this week, especially okay. in DraftKings. Yeah. Because he, if he's on the field for that much, you expect him to get production at some point. Yeah. And and the Minnesota really – showed last week that their secondary is still trying to figure it out together. Yeah. I mean, Peterson wasn't really, I would imagine Peterson would be on the side of Hopkins and he wasn't really tested. Right. So I would think that, you know, other than Peterson, no one, no cornerbacks really showed anything. Yeah. Other than maybe, you know, maybe McKenzie Alexander shut down Boyd and that's why Boyd had a bad game. But Yeah. And that puts a slot guy on Kirk and all those kind of guys. So we'll yeah. see. Uh, I actually have a sneaky play here is the, uh, Chase Edmonds, I think, for Arizona could have some catches out of the backfield and have a decent game. Yeah, I don't know that I'd call that a sneaky mm-hmm. play. I think he had, you know. Yeah, he had a good week last week. Yeah, week yeah you're right. Probably not a sneaky I think, play, but yeah. I think somebody, if you're looking at running backs and looking for some. Yeah, I think if you have Edmonds, you're playing him this yeah, week. I think. Because Minnesota showed that they can't. I don't be much better against the run. Mm-hmm. They showed that they, you know aren't that elite run-stopping defense yet. I think the Vikings defensively need time to gel. I mean, they got the players. They have the talent. Think of, like, Cleveland last year. A lot of people said Cleveland had all this talent, and they were there. But it took them a while to finally put it all together. We'll see if the Vikings ever do. Obviously, that might be a little bit of homer there, but uh, that's definitely what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think the Minnesota offensive line is going to struggle again. Oh, yeah. well, like, look, look at what, Ch- look at what Chandler Jones did last Yeah, time. Chandler Jones had five sacks in the first half five. or something. Yeah. Like, it was uh, ridiculous what he did. And I, I'm afraid of what will happen this next week with Chandler Jones if he's able to do that again. Yeah, but, I mean, Kirk but that Cousins just goes to show. Might be broken in half 
yeah. something that might become a trend over the season is starting a defense against the Vikings because that offensive line is so bad. Um, I don't know about that because the Vikings that, still put up points. Yeah, but they're they allow sacks and they turn the ball over. Well, you sound everyone. like yeah, but if you're going to do that, you might as well start any defense against the Atlanta. Yeah, but Falcons. everyone everyone puts up a lot of points these days, other than like Washington. Right. But but well, you're, you're going to get a lot of those points. Atlanta's brutal. I mean, Atlanta the might majority. be the sorry Falcons instead of the sorry Jets. I'm telling you, I'm just just something to be aware of. Um, yeah. So and, and I think in Minnesota, Joe, I'm getting a dagger right now from that comment. Someone sorry, is sleeping really in the basement. Back. Even other Falcons fans would say the same thing, babe. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. Um, Minnesota wise, I think you start the big three: Cook, Thielen. Jefferson and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Os or yeah, KJ Osborne is a guy that, to keep an eye on, maybe throw on your bench, see what happens. And he'll definitely have vaulted value if something ever did happen to a Viking wide receiver. Um yeah, but there's never been it. a wide receiver three for the Vikings to spring no. since you know at least not consistently. Jake Reed. Yeah, since Jake Reed. Yeah, it's been a while. All right, let's get into the next game just to sake of time here. Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Um, uh, you know, we won't spend t- much time here. I think anybody on Tampa Bay are starting. I think the value uh, – or not value, but bump up the running backs for the for the Buccaneers a little bit. Uh, they'll probably control this game pretty handily. Uh, and then as far as uh, anybody in Atlanta, the only guy I'm really looking at is Calvin Ridley. Um, Mike Davis, to me, is a very soft play. Like, if I have nobody else – Maybe I put him in my lineup, but the Tampa Bay's run defense is one of the best in the league, and they proved it even last week. Yeah, um, yeah. I I wouldn't. I don't know that I would start Mike Davis against Tampa, Tampa Bay's I, run I'm defense. I'm just saying. I, Someone I I'm keeping an eye on yeah. in Atlanta is Patterson. See how he does with mm-hmm. how they're using him as a running back, and then just the talent he has, the talent and speed he has. Yeah. If a team can actually figure out how to use him correctly, he could be. He could. Yep. He has the you know physical. To produce. I agree with that. I agree with um, that. So I think, you're definitely not playing him. No, I'm week, not playing him. I'm just, yeah, watching how he's the he's the next guy on the watch list after all these first week guys got picked up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think you're starting Kyle Pitts. I, mean, Pitts. I, I honestly, you know, I think you're starting Pitts. You know, because there's not a whole lot of talent at tight end. Yeah, I mean, you drafted him top four. Yeah, you're starting right. Um, but he's not. Uh, he's not somebody I'm excited about. No. Yeah. And and. One thing to keep an eye on for Pitts is that he did have a 27% target share um, last week, which tied Calvin Ridley. He ran more routes than uh, Russell Gage and Hayden Hurst as well. Um, And he has that potential. Like there's something there. It's just a matter of how much is, how much attention is going to be paid to him this week versus um, the the last couple of weeks, one of the reasons why I was down on Pitts was just because of his draft position, the capital that you had to put into him to get him. Um, but he does have potential to be something very good for you if he's able to actually, you know, get himself the ball and not be so anemic in the offense that he's in. Yes, I agree. If he catches more balls and produces more, he will be a good tight end. This just in. 
You're welcome. All right, Tennessee. This is the analysis. Seattle, this is the Seattle. analysis that people come here for. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If he catches a lot of balls, he's going to do pretty good. Yeah. I um, think we should pick him. Well, All right, uh, John, uh, Bobby, Tennessee, Seattle. What do you got? Tennessee, Seattle. Um, I don't know that you're start. So, okay, back up. You're there, there's the obvious guys that you're starting here. Um, you're, you're starting Henry. You're starting AJ Brown. Everyone else on Tennessee is probably a sit for me. Um, not guys that you're really excited about. And who knows what Julio is going to do week to week. Well, um, Julio is going to be better than AJ Brown this week. Okay. So you're, so you're starting. So Joe's starting Julio. And Joe's Jimmy starting Julio. Yeah, exactly. Only, only off. But I, I, I got to stick with my guns here. All right. Even and though I'm Seattle, terribly wrong, on, wrong last week does not mean I'm going to be terribly wrong this week. On Seattle, I think you play everyone. Well, I think after what Arizona did to them, I think you absolutely. There's no. There's well, you're starting all the all the number one starting wide receivers, starting running back. Lockett, yeah. Carson, yeah. and Wilson all in the starting and, lineup. And there's not much else to analyze in this game. Yeah, it's kind of an easy game. Yeah. On to I Dallas agree. and the Chargers, which could be the high-scoring game of the week, I think. Dallas yeah, and the Chargers. Game. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's next one. I think it's on you, John. Yeah, they have the high 55. And, you know, Dallas just lost – Lawrence for the year, so I think I think Dallas could have the highest over under every week. Like I think their defense yeah. could easily give up thirty points a week, every, and you know I think Dak, Lamb, and Cooper are going to be top shelf for me the rest of the year. Yeah, it's hard to to not say that. Yeah, I mean after what you saw last week against one of the better defenses in the league. I mean, Tampa Bay's – and they put up – that was one of the oh, – 30-something points, that was one of the game. Yeah, against against a really good – I think I, – I want to see how Zeke does against still a, a pretty good defense but not the best run defense in the league. I want to see if they try and get him more involved in the pass game too. Um, yeah. That was the, the most Chargers, you're starting about the last one. You're starting Herbert. You're starting Allen, and then I think um, I think you're probably starting Mike Williams if you have him. Mm-hmm. And, he's a, he's a, definitely in that flex consideration. Yeah, I, within yeah. that kind of call brand. Yeah, I, I think he's a solid call, and I think kind of Jared Cook is probably in that solid call too. I think with kind of the options available at tight end, yeah, um, and he could sneak. I mean, depending on who you have at tight end, Cook could be a starter for you this yeah. week. Yeah, I agree. Bobby, my computer uh, crapped out on me. What, what's the next game we got? Uh, Joe, you have Kansas City, Baltimore, Sunday night oh, game. Yeah, this will be a fun game to watch. I mean, I, I, I'm grateful to the uh, schedulers of football games uh, for this week. I think Kansas yeah. City, Baltimore will be one of the best games to watch this week. I thought last week they did a great job. Both the Monday night game was phenomenal. Uh, and even the Sunday night game, it wasn't as close as we would like, but it was a – it was a good game. I enjoyed watching it. 
Um, so, so this week, I, I don't um, – Kansas City's historically never had a great defense against the run. So I like – personally, I like Tyson Williams. Um, I will say that Latavius Murray did have a pretty good involvement in the run game. Um, but it's hard to say you have to start one of those guys. I go with Tyson. Um, and that's who I would start. And I, I do have him kind of in that, that premium to call range, right? So he's, he's a flex play. And if, if he's one of your, your better running backs, he's starting. Um, wide receivers, uh, you know, I do. I actually like Hollywood Brown, man. That, you know, he had a decent week last week. Um, against Kansas City, I think he'll do just fine. Sammy Watkins had a decent week. I think there's the, these guys aren't like, oh my god, I have to start them like we just talked about on the other ones. But I, if I'm debating starting Marquise Brown or Hollywood Brown, I, I do go ahead and put him in my lineup because I think he could be good if he continues in the path that he's already started on. Uh, and then Kansas City, no brainers, right? I mean, at the end of the day, there's there's no question where you're starting yeah. three: yeah. the Mahomes, the um, the Tyreeks, and the the Kelseys. I'm not sold yet, personally. I'm not sold on Ceh. And it's weird; he should be better than what he is. He That's the really whole thing should, about it, which tells me that maybe he's just not that good. Yeah, I think you're still starting him though. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Where you drafted him, he's your he's he's probably it, your number one running back or number two running back. The yeah. only way that you're not starting him is if you have really great wide receivers, and you pick somebody else in round one as a running back, and then you also just picked up like Mitchell. Yeah. yeah, you have to have like and that's the run. only way that, that you wouldn't be starting Edwards Alaire this week. Yeah, it's just I try to trade him to be honest with you while he still has value. Uh, and if he scores a touchdown this week, I'm trying to trade him even quicker. Um, and that's just my opinion. I, I'm just not, I'm not sold, I'm not high on him at all right now. I just, uh, that's just my opinion. All right, Bobby, the last game Monday the night. High-powered Detroit Lions offense against the terrible Green Bay Packers. Right? Green Bay Packers are just awful this year, and I love it. No. I ran into, what's before gonna... you get started, I ran into a buddy of mine who's a Green Bay Packer fan. And he literally told me that he thinks that um, they should just go ahead and lose this week and then trade Aaron Rodgers and say, screw it. Aaron Rodgers did have a double nut shot before one of his interceptions, so let's give him a little bit of a break. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nobody cares about that. You threw an interception. Who cares why? You're I mean, a terrible got... quarterback on a terrible team with a terrible franchise. Um, no. Joe this, exclusively. This week, this week, the Packers are going to, like, silence everyone that's been saying mean things about them all week. Um, because they're going up against Detroit and the Lions are just absolutely terrible. I don't think I could make a worse team than the Detroit Lions and what their defense is. They have their, their, uh, I, I believe they lost one of their corners of the last week and now they're, yeah, um, gonna be starting who knows who. Um, fire up. 
Adams in DraftKings. He he probably will be cheaper than he was last week. I haven't looked at the price yet. He'll be cheaper than he was last week. Well, he's Obviously on Monday he's night, starting. so he'll be in this. Oh, he'll true. be in the the individual game. True. Um, yeah, that. But, but yeah, you know, I I think I'm. Yeah, you know, he's one of those guys in DK. Do you, do you put him on? A point and a half. Do you make him your captain, so to speak? You, you might have to. I mean, he he should feast against this defense. Um, Jones is. A, you're starting him. You're starting uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think I have Aaron Rodgers in that top shelf range this week. I I just really don't see him having two bad weeks in a row. Um, and God, I just the Packers are going to destroy. Um, I don't see that. Who is it? Jamal Williams. I think Jamal Williams maybe will get a touchdown just as like a revenge game kind of thing. Um, they'll probably, they'll probably put him in if they, if they're able to even get close to the goal line. Um, Jamal Williams actually tied as the number two overall running back in fantasy right now. Um, a lot of that comes because he had eight catches for 56 yards. Um, and so in a full PPR, I mean, that's about half of the points right there. And, and I, I believe like 10 or 11 of those points came in the last like three minutes of the game. Um, so just something to kind of keep an eye on there. DeAndre Swift, you're probably, you're starting DeAndre Swift. Um, I see him as a, as a solid, um, you know, premium running back this week, someone that you're going to be putting in the lineup, but Beyond Hawkinson, I don't know that you're really starting anybody else. Jared Goff, if you're streaming, Goff is an interesting guy. Um, He could have a Blake Bortle type of a season where the team isn't very good, but he's putting up lots of points. (laughs) Fantasy-wise, at least. Another note, just we don't have to – I think this one's pretty cut and dry again of who you're playing, who you're not playing, and stuff like that. But on a side note, uh, the the guy – Detroit lost their cornerback for the year. The guy they drafted like ninth overall or whatever pick they had. Uda. Yeah, Uda is, yeah. I believe he's out for the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got, you know, they're basically their best cover corners gone. I, I yep. you know, it's, it could, it, it should get ugly. Um, yeah. And uh, Green Bay should run away with that pretty handily, but we'll see. Right. Thanks for listening, Joe. See. I said exactly what you already said. That's cool. Did Bobby really say that the cornerback got hurt? Yeah, I did. Thanks well, for paying attention, paying attention, though. So screw you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I get bored Joe, when you talk. You just, dude, you just... – <laughs> that's, that's, You know what? I lose myself sometimes when I talk, so I don't blame you at all. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. All right. Uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of a wrap for week two rankings. Hopefully, uh, everybody got a nugget or two. Anything else, Bobby, John, mm-hmm. you got final comments? Um, like you said at the beginning, Joe, we are all dumber for listening. For talking, really, because we all talked. Yeah. But yes, <laughs> I, I'm definitely dumber than I started the day. Yeah, I don't think this is all I'm making my teams for this week. Not one bit. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Who knows? Uh, it should. Couple Hopefully. Uh, we did get our Bobby, thanks to you. We got our. Uh, our league set up now. So for those that do follow us on DraftKings uh, or any of our social media stuff, um, we do have our league set up for DraftKings for this week. So if you beat the experts, so to speak, you beat me, John, or Bobby, or all three of us, 
So, all right, if you beat all three of us, then you'll be put into the pot for a uh, bottle of whiskey here at the end of the season that we will give away. Uh, unless you're like Bobby and you want a, you know, a 12 pack of some weird ass IPA, maybe we'll we'll make the exception for you if you win it. Uh, but we'll wish you guys best of luck and all that, and and monitor it as we go here. Um, anything uh, else, I'll John? Be, you want to comment on before uh, we go? I will be putting out a link on our um, Twitter page for that league, so keep an eye out for that. Um, that way you can follow us on Twitter and we'll be posting our podcasts there each week. Um, we'll also be uh, putting up our rankings on the, on the site there as well. That way you guys can see kind of where we have each player in these different tiers and uh, be able to kind of follow us there. If you have any start sick questions, a lot of them will be answered just by looking at what our tiers uh, seem to ha- seem to have for you. And um Hopefully you're enjoying our little product that we got coming out here. Just like everything else, um, uh, my hope is that uh, our podcast gets better with age. Um, and so I'll leave it at that. Awesome. John? I got nothing. Nothing? All right. Well, hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you guys on, uh, I guess it will be Saturday will be our next one that comes out. That's our our, uh, daily fantasy sports uh, podcast to give you guys some updates on what our teams are looking like and people were taking value in on DraftKings. So we'll talk to you then. Enjoy the next few days. Uh, Enjoy the end of the uh, Giants-Washington game if you're watching it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.